We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into Handrays, guys. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. I'm Neil McCready. That's Chase Parham. You probably know us by now. We're with you for a little shorter show than usual because the weather's got a chance to get weird here. It's got a chance for some ice. Are they still calling for snow? They're calling for freezing rain around 830. Oh, well, that's not good. Which is actually the worst thing we could have. You're better off with snow or any damn thing other than the girls, freezing rain. The girls got snow and they played all day. The, Did they? Uh, yeah. Uh, I saw where Jeffrey and most of Memphis got ice. Yeah, they did look they like that was not, good. They were no, not no, playful, no. apparently. Totally different deal. It is cold, Avery. Uh, well, hope you stay warm. It's cold here, too. If it's cold in that area, then you know it's cold up here. I'm not going to reveal where Avery lives. So it's not, <laughs> it would be nice. Address. Yeah. It's 12. No, I'm kidding. Um, welcome into the show. Uh, we're in the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for our buddy Corey. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's that simple. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. 662-257-1900. This show on Thursday night is always brought to you by the people at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, same great names, same great um, services, same great products, just different people. But they all work for each other, work with each other, just different names. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, that area, running into some heating issues, probably should give them a call. 662-801-177-7777 for Comer. And uh, if you call the people at Southern, if you live in Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, 662-429-4429. We will open the Rafters Music and Food Hotline momentarily. Actually, we'll just take calls whenever. 662-259-0991, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, a great place to go grab a uh, a burger or a po' boy, appetizer, whatever the case may be. Um, great beer selection, full bar, all of that at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in 
New Albany and Chase before we get rolling, tell the people about Oxford Exxon. Uh, Lunch specials, you're aware, if you're coming to town tomorrow, 569, two <clears throat> sides, bread, 32-ounce drink, 569 for uh, for that. Also trying to still give you $10. All you have to do to take it is head on to the pump, take a picture of the QR code. It will automatically pull up the Exxon Mobile app, or you can just open the app. Either way, 1,000 points, 10 bucks there to you through the uh, Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi for uh, for that. Um this floor is not as we're watching Florida Atlantic on the TV too. It's not as bad as like Memphis or Oregon, but that's not good. No, the palm that's trees. That's bad. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's not good. It that's where Todd's at, right? Isn't he at FAU? He's at FIU, isn't he? I thought it was FAU, but I could be wrong. For some reason I think Todd Abernathy's at FIU. Okay. And not FAU. But I don't know. Okay. Neither one's winning the national championship. It doesn't matter. So that's all that matters? That's all that Can't matters. have a good year if Just, you don't get the trophy at the end? not winning. On the, ta- on the A&M topic from earlier today? <laughs> I mean, if you tell Pretty A&M much. right now, hey, you're going to win the Music City Bowl, they're going to be happy? Not so much. At least they play in it. You sure? Well, maybe. I, don't know. If, I mean, it's a coin flip these days if they decide to play or not. I guess they'll play if they think they'll win, for sure. You think they thought they were going to lose to Wake? Yes. Because of all the defections? <laughs> I think there was concern. That proud program did not want an L to wake on the on the no. on the, on the schedule. <laughs> the North Korean ban might not meet you at the, the airport after you lose to Wake in the Gator Bowl. Yeah, I see that uh, Mark says they had ice, then snow, then ice. Ginger, so they've already canceled school in Brentwood. Um, here they have put everybody on notice that there could be school canceled with the Oxford City Schools. Um. Which just sucks. They sent iPads home just in case. Yeah, it sucks for the kids. Yeah, because Carlingan is on Oxford's schedule, so I'm still awaiting whatever happens or does not happen. Um, I got a little concerned when Ole Miss closed at four today. I'll be honest. I went, oh, that's that's not a good early sign to what to what could, yeah, could the, transpire. OPC canceled all their basketball games. Cor- Carson had a basketball game, but he, he has soccer practice in Tupelo right now, so. They're practicing in this? They're practicing indoors. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was about to say, good God. Yeah, I was going to be like, hey, man, good luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch? I know you didn't, but the U.S. men's national soccer team played in St. Paul, Minnesota last night. Did you see this? It, I saw like stuff, but I never focused on it enough to. It was 12 degrees. The wind chill was minus two. I wonder when the last time they were playing Honduras. I wonder when the last time anyone in Honduras oh God. encountered minus two wind chills. I mean. Yeah, it was cold. I mean, it was cold. That's quite the home pitch advantage. Yeah. I mean, Todd Abernathy's a basketball coach at Florida Atlantic University. Oh, he is there. Okay. He is. Well, yeah. there you go. Oh, I see him standing up now that you say that. There you go. Is he the head coach? No. Okay. He's not. He was the head coach of a small school for a little while, and then he ended up at FAU as an assistant. I remember that. Yeah, good dude. Covered Todd as a player. I guess Andy's first year. He was on the same staff with Mike and Tori. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. It's been a while. (laughs) Through 2011. That was a staff. (laughs) Yeah. When it was Andy and Bill and Tori and Mike. You had all bases covered. You know, there were times that Mike thought, how did I end up here? 
Oh, yeah, no, Mike's no saint compared to those guys. He's the freaking Pope. <laughs> Aware of a story, right? Um... <laughs> This feels like like a hay in the barn, barn day night. Like there's just not. I don't know if I'm tired. I don't know what it is. There's just not a ton going well, on. We didn't leave a lot of material un, unsaid in the in the morning show. You did you did tease one thing. I am curious to get your thoughts real quick before we go what completely. I, off I, the I know I did that, but what was it? Deshaun Ruffin. What does it do? His injury oh, yeah, yeah, for how yeah, yeah. you evaluate um, the season? Yeah, I do actually find that interesting because I've had just people who. Follow him as basketball all day, talking about it. Now, it, what, what's interesting is it wasn't like I'm asking everybody, "Hey, what do you think?" Just kind of a normal conversation, both sides coming up, because there is an easy thought, and this is pertaining to, I hate to even say, his ultimate fate when it comes to Kermit, but just even the hot seat level, frankly. Um, Kermit went, goes to the NCAA tournament year one, has an okay, has a bad year two, right, and then. Yeah. Whatever last year and then now here. Yeah. Had a pretty good year, honestly, last year. Um the injuries in a lot of circumstances would simply kick a can down the road and go, This creates an environment where it's impossible to rate him as a coach um for this season to make that determination. Frankly, Ruffin was out a little while early during some of their scuffling there for a while. He he, he missed time. Um, he's obviously out the rest of the season, and I mean, it, they don't have a true point. This is going to be a problem the rest of the year. To it, in addition to just losing your best player, um, Robert Allen, whatever you should or should not be getting from him, he was a very valuable guy in that one-three-one. He's a variable guy, valuable guy on defense, and yep. he was somebody who definitely played a glue spot on that on that roster. Mm-hmm. Um, Jarkel has been out for a while, so you're talking about really substantial dudes being hurt. And in a lot of instances, that would just go, hey, we're just going to let it let it ride. The problem, though, that they've had all year is a lack of depth at the end of their bench. They can only play how many ever guys. I mean, you look at the other night, they were in that kind of trouble and Sammy Hunter still did not get touched the floor. Didn't play. They played eight guys, including Vanner Heiden. Is that right? Vanner Heiden. Yeah, Vanner Heiden. Mm-hmm. Okay. They played him two minutes. Otherwise, Eric seven Vander dudes Heiden. played the rest of the game. Um, the bench, the depth—that's that's a Kermit problem. It's 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 his roster at this point, and that is the critical thing that determines kind of where he is sitting from a program standpoint. And what's interesting is the injuries have obviously magnified that even more, but it doesn't make it go away. So the question really is not even necessarily. I I, I guess what's interesting is the injuries. How how many games do you feel like the injuries are altering versus what it would have been? And my problem with that, it's not really debating one way or the other as far as me having an opinion on what Keith should do with Kermit. But I don't think, now from this point on, yes, because of Ruffin. But until this point, I don't know that a ton of L's and W's are switched or changed because of Robert Allen and Jarkel at this point. Maybe so, but as far as just a straight production it's hard to say. Oh no, the season would have been completely different had had this happened. And look, you're supposed to you, you need a roster where you can with Jarkel, okay, because he was whatever. But your roster should be able to withstand Robert Allen getting hurt. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I do think it takes the decision off the table. You think it removes it? And I could be wrong. 
Okay. I do. Um, before this or with Ruffin's injury? The injury. I do too. I think it was on the table until now. I kind of do too. Whether it should be or shouldn't be is not my call, frankly. It's somebody else's call. I've had people say, what do you think? I'm like, it doesn't really matter what I think. I mean, I don't think it's my spot really to say, oh, yeah, they should do something or they shouldn't do something. It's their program. They're the ones that have to live with it. And I, The one thing that I would have concerns about is just how hard it is to get people excited for basketball here when you go into another year. But now the one thing you can build on, and you got to keep them, you can build on that backcourt as an exciting thing to go watch. But you don't have Deshaun for the first part of it. Probably not. Well, November's tough. No, well, healthy and firing are two different God, things. God, I almost said something out loud. I knew where you were going. <laughs> Do you know how close I came to saying that out loud? Did you really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was right here right, on that tip of that. Right, it was like you called it. This. I, mean, I, I bit. I literally bit. <laughs> you my had tongue. to like grab it and pull it. Back. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. <sighs> yeah, he should. You know, he should be back. It's nine months. Yeah, he should be back. And a hundred percent young. Not a super tall guy, obviously. Yeah. Sure. He should be back at 100 percent by this by the tip. He's gonna miss some gonna miss some summer. He's gonna miss some preseason probably, but he should be back fully ready to go by by season opener. It's ACL. Mm-hmm. They they do those things in their sleep. Neil was not referring to Matt Morell being gone. No, 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 not no, even no, in the no, same no, no. stratosphere. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> no. His statement would have raised more eyeballs than that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Not it. Um, no, it has nothing to do with Matthew Morell. Nothing, no. nothing, nothing, nothing. Zero. Nothing to do with the roster, frankly. Yeah. Has, yeah, or the coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's the deal. I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I yeah, I, I, I do have a hard time believing that this moves, what are they, three and six? Three and six in the league at the halfway point. So if they replicated that, that's six and 12. I think the back half's a little easier, although it gets harder now without Deshaun. At Georgia, you get South Carolina, you go to Missouri. It's just, it's just tough Who's to bringing the ball? Down? I mean, it's going to have to be Austin Crowley. He's going to have to play. He and Jarkel are going to have to play the point. Nobody else can do it. Unless you play Matt at the point, which is not fair to Matt. Avery says, I went back and listened to Jimbo again. I just think his butchering of the English language should be reason enough to dismiss what he says. He, it's bad. He played angry too far. It was fake. Was his was that as bad as the freeze tweet? Which was worse, oh, Jimbo tweet? or the freeze tweet? Because it's both recorded. It's right there. I mean, Jimbo's basically Jimbo just got through saying it didn't happen. It's 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 a, it's trash. It's a it's a joke. It's a lie. We don't have that fund. We, there's no ten. There's no five. He didn't say there was no thirty one. He didn't. So, yeah. But you have to have a five and a ten to get to, to a get 30 to thirty one. and thirty one. Yeah. 
If I say I got twenty dollars, you don't go. Well, you don't have two. Like, uh, yeah, because you do have two. Yeah. Which was worse? Okay. Because I've had some people tell me that freezes was much worse, and I'm like, how? No, 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 freezes is worse because he literally was inviting people to email things that have to be checked out. <laughs> the compliance office. It's a good point. No, no, no. He, he because compliance by definition has to look into things. Yeah. And he was inviting every Tom, Dick, and Harry to bring in every bit of info and have that examined at that point. It's a fair point. Yeah. No. 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 Like Jimbo is saying, we did nothing wrong, and he's completely full of shit. But it had nothing to do. No. 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 He, it's not. It's not close. It's not close. But he sat there and lied, right? I mean, we. I mean, we. He kept going. Pissed off. It's it's not true. Didn't ha- is, is it not true? So from the last five years, you got four five star players total, and this year you get six of them. Is that really what the numbers? Are? I think that's right. Coming off of an eight and four season where you lost to Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and 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 LSU, they lost to LSU. Does this stick in the consciousness of media in the league and the college football ecosystem for a while? I think so. You do? I, I mean, I, I, it's going to stick with me. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write about it every chance I get. It's Will Wade-ish. He's kind of he, – he's become the Will Wade of SEC football. When he was even, but that's not his personality. That's the problem. What he did was that that's not Jimbo. He had to fake it. He had to be act pissed off. He had to. I mean, yeah, he sure he rallied. He defended his players and he rallied his dumb fan base. But like, that's all he did. I mean, they're over there going, ah, okay, like whatever. Tell him, Jimbo. Okay, but everybody else is now watching. They should follow every. Steve Sarkeesian didn't step up and say that yesterday. Mm-mm. He didn't. He didn't go. Hey, listen, man, this is we didn't do anything here. Yeah, we sucked. We got beat by who all beat them this last year? Kansas beat them. Kansas did beat them. We got beat by Kansas for God's sake, and we still recruited this class. I mean, hey, hook them. He just talked about the kids. Yeah, Cole has a good point here. He goes, I mean, that's what it's what's going to make Jimbo's thing even worse. Is that at some level this is going to come out what some of these kids are getting, and the argument is going to be, well, we didn't offer that to them until they got on campus. That's going to be the reply that comes out publicly at that point. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to buy that. Well, they're not, but that's going to be what happens. Casey says, uh, and thanks for the super chat, Casey. He says, hey, fellas, question, how does Jimbo handle it when people find out the actual number? I mean, there's no going back now. He just got through saying it's total bunk. So you're going to tell me it all all that came together and it comes out to be roughly what they said it was going to be? And it just coincidence? Well, they'll mask under it a lot too because those numbers are over four. Yeah. So there's extrapolation there that they'll be able to ignore, sort of. But yeah, he's not Will Wade. Will Wade's that dude. 
every time they lose a game, the jokes will be just spectacular. We really need them to drop like the Miami game or oh, something wait, early, please. like, like please. something. I mean, I might have to stop the show just to watch Tex Eggs. And Grind was right earlier. They're so polite. Like, their media is angry, but they're politely angry. Who, a and Really? Yeah. Yeah, except some of them are pretty, like, we we got them. Here we go. But they're mad. Yeah, they're mad. They're mad that anybody would dare insult the character. And the Jimbo's, they're a little worried that Jimbo's hurt. Yeah, apparently Moscona went went pretty deep today on on numbers, individual recruit numbers. Oh, did he? Ray and M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was posted on our board. I haven't listened, but yeah, I haven't had a chance today. Yeah, apparently he went into a lot of detail for what was going on with A and M as far as specific recruit promises. See, Grind says it won't matter because it's legal, and this is that gray area where. It is. So here's the thing that's interesting to me, and I've had this conversation with a couple people today. To a man, anyone around it says that the NCAA feels compelled to hammer someone on NIL. They've got it. If if Congress isn't going to do this, they have to scare scare people straight, for lack of a better word, which I know is funny, the, the concept of that. Don't you have to start with A&M now? We well, should. Don't you? Not I say we should you. Don't you have to? Don't you have to start with them? See, to me, what Jimbo did, it was similar to what Hugh did, is that he said, all right, prove it. Yeah. No, no, no. We're nothing. No, nothing. It's crazy. Clowns. I mean, Lane Kiffin sat there and literally on the record said, we didn't get any high school kids because we, we couldn't pay those prices. I mean, if you paraphrase what Lane Kiffin said, that is exactly what he said. It's ten times what we could do. And so you start doing it in your mind. You go, okay, well, what does a kid typically get? He gets 50, 60, 70, ten times. Whoa. And then you hear the number, and you divide by the number of kids, and you're like, son of a... I mean, you don't have to be all that smart to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I haven't listened to Matt's thing, but even his tweet yesterday, like he says here, I've been told A&M came back this morning with more NIL money for Jacoby Matthews, an offer he and his family can't pass up. Sounds like he could be, he's, he'll be an Aggie. Moscona said that? Mm-hmm. That was when, yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're interested in how NIL works, I got a hold, I got a hold of an A&M quote offer sheet or for lack of a better phrase, and explain how they're structuring deals and how LSU tried to counter it to land Matthews and Perkins. And A&M got both players, correct? That is my understanding. And I know people in the stream and everywhere else have opinions of Matt. He's friends of Neil and I. He's not making that shit up. I mean, I don't know. No, no, he's not. He says he has an offer sheet in his hand. He has an offer sheet. So and he, he's confirmed it's an offer sheet. So if he can get the offer sheet, that, yeah. that offer sheet's going to be in Indianapolis. Yeah. And at that point, they have no choice but to act on it, Chase. Yeah. Because guess who else was upset about all this? 
Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, they both sounded off on this. Both of them at the championship game. They did. The day before the national championship game, they were their 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 minds were on this. They didn't say names that day, but they both said, "Got to put some limits on this. This is out of control." And now you kind of know putting two and two together. And I can't say how I can do this, but I can. And you know how, so you know how I'm getting there. When you put two and two together, you start to understand that they were talking about. They were talking about Texas and Texas A&M. That's who they were talking about that day in Indianapolis. That They were referencing those two schools. Mm-hmm. Even Georgia, with all of its money, with all of its donors, it, it can't do this. Go with Lane's number. Call it $25 million. Alabama and Georgia can't put $25 million a year together for signing classes. And frankly, some of your problem, Bray and M, is that because this is such this middle road thing, and you're trying to trying to prove and litigate conversations and promises, it almost kind of takes something like an offer sheet to actually put it over the top. Because otherwise, proving it is just damn near impossible. I mean, yeah. it, it's and you're, it's it's it, not. it's so complicated at that point. I mean, I realize I sound naive, and I kind of I mean I don't. I don't think that anyone could ever actually say that I'm naive. I know everybody cheats. I know everybody gets paid. I'm, I have no problem with the kids getting paid. Yeah, Thomas, this is 100% true. What he's saying, and this goes, I mean, let's just be real. This goes for all levels of paying prospects, legally or otherwise. He said the number the kids are getting is throughout the four years, so a fourth of the lump sum every year helps kids from transferring. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way that works. Well, sure. That, but that's more of a system of it, it's easier to raise that in a year versus – Giving them the of entire course. number. Yeah, yeah, But the kids are going to be able to milk more out of it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to. Hey, you know, Coach, if. if uh, go grab the book, Payroll to Meet, about SMU from the mid-'80s. It's not a ton different yeah. today. It's, I, I, it's, a same, it's a similar system. I got to have a little more, or else I'm going to have to transfer over there to Texas. Inflation. Hey. Cost of living adjustments. You know. Always wanted to play for the Trojans. It's kind of it's just kind of interesting. I don't know. The weird thing about that, Jamin, I understand. He says even federal wiretaps aren't enough. I, I get that they couldn't find the money. That's right. Again, I'm 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 innocent. Like I'm I didn't look for the money. And he I'm says I made. You. And so Wade says I made a strong ass offer. Yeah, I mean anyone with a freaking brain, right? But if someone says, well. Okay, well, prove that was money. Prove I'm talking about money. How can you prove prove that I'm not talking about jobs? I lined up a job for somebody. I mean, I know that's not what it was, but that's what the NCAA says. And I, I mean, I'm not defending them, but I, I see the point. You can't find the money because you can't get into people's bank accounts and you've dug into it and you've talked to everybody and everybody denies it. What do you do? I mean, they were able to get Ole Miss on Laramie Tunsil because Laramie Tunsil's stepfather said, here's the bank account. Here's my bank account. So they found the money. And the text that exactly talked about money. Yeah. 
that precise amount of money, and yeah. he showed here's where the money is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody asked. Yeah, the book, the SMU thing, it's actually a really, really good book. It's by David Whitford. It's A Payroll to Meet, A Story of Greed, Corruption, and Football at SMU from 1989. And, yeah, I do think they proved the money that Leo Lewis got. I think they were able to show it. Well, and then they took the stupid Calvin Green excuse that right. got down the hole. Right, yeah. They basically had given Leo immunity when they couldn't. They found a way to do. Yeah, I'm not. De- I mean, I'm not defending the NCAA here at all. I was. I was in Covington. I talked to people every single day that had been in that room. That that whole investigation was a sham. That entire hearing was fixed. It was rigged. I'm not defending the NCAA in any shape, form, or fashion. I think by now you should know that. I make fun of them, and I make fun of the media who back them. I'm just explaining. I think I'm explaining how Will Wade has gotten this far. Texas or A&M when they play each other? I ain't Texas. I think I'll cheer for Texas. Will you? Yeah. I, I catch – I mean, I don't really care for either one, but when they play each other, I think I'll probably be like, yeah, hook them. When Tom Herman was there, I would have just pulled for like a meteor. Yeah. Because that's – oh, God. But, well, I don't like Texas at all, but – you like them more than A&M right now? They're more genuine than A&M. Like, you just call Texas genuine. Well, they are. Texas cheats, and they know they cheat. Texas is dirty. They know they're dirty. They don't do this A&M thing where it's a cult. Texas bowls bubbles at baseball games, and it's like the 12th weirdest thing they do. They do have a university. Their cheerleaders are a lot hotter than A&M's. Amen. So... I needed something. You had to have tiebreaker. They have a better mascot. They do have a much better mascot. Bebo is much better than Reveille. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want anything to happen to the damn Collie, but. But it's like the worst dog mascot. Yeah, of course. It's awful. Like, how can you look at the Butler Bulldog and then look at Reveille and go, yeah, this was a good idea. (laughs) I do like that Butler Bulldog. And then they have to, like, bow to it and stuff when it walks by. It's, It's bizarre. Think. Yeah, I mean, like even Mississippi State, as weird as they can get sometimes, they don't like bow to the bulldog when it walks across. Because I've been around the bulldog, like at the hump. Mm-hmm. He is a cute dog. The people that the people he's that have underrated, that are nice. and because of the inbreeding, Uga has become a little overrated. Yeah, yeah. Mississippi State's bulldogs just your bulldog down the street. Yeah. Well, it's a nice dog. There's a certain next door quality to the bully. Yeah, to, he's to, the dog next door. Yeah, to yeah. bully. Yeah. <laughs> he is. There's no royalty. There's no pretense. He's no, just the he's, bulldog. He's just the bulldog next door. He's the Smith dog. He's nice. He's good. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> like Smokey. Smokey's a good dog. He's just a hound dog. You don't look at Smokey. Nobody's like bowing to Smokey when he walks on. I think you're into, laughing at the stupid hound. Yeah. Nobody wants anything to happen to him. I think Butler wins the dog version of the mascot competition. Yeah, for sure. I actually think Butler has the best mascot, the best when, dog. And when the Butler bulldog was just a puppy, yeah, they, they deserved to win every championship. Like that They thing, should have fielded a football team and just won the whole damn thing. Right there. That dog was... Because like if you're doing like the animal Mount Rushmore and you've got like you know whatever you got Mike and you got Ralphie and you got a dog I think the Butler dog has to For be sure. the dog that goes on the list absolutely and then probably Bevo so it's probably Bevo yeah. Ralphie Mike in person Bevo is pretty freaking impressive 
We almost killed Uga a few years ago. I know. I mean, well, I, mean I can remember walking over there and the handler was like, hey, don't don't get close. He said, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those where you just obey. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Okay. You got it. I wasn't planning to, sir. Because he got kind of aggressive on Uga that night. Yeah, he tried to take him out. And he would have taken him out. Oh, just one missed. hoof and. Oh, yeah. It's, that would have been gory. Night, night. Yeah. Throwing a different, different, different complexion change, on the sugar bowl. Change that game. Yeah. <sighs> and open the phones. I got nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> we could ride alone, but I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, six six two two five nine zero nine nine one is the number. Yeah, bulldogs look like it would be hard to breathe. They snort all the time. Yeah. Nobody has a lab for a mascot. Isn't that crazy? And everybody loves labs. I mean, somebody's got to be like the retrievers, right? There's no retriever mascot. There's terriers. Yeah. Wofford. I don't, I can't think of a callback. I didn't see it. 662, that number callback. Um, there is no retriever, I don't think. Mascot? I don't think so. Hey, who do we have? This is Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, what's up? How are you? I'm all right. Well, I, I, I know y'all in a peep up business. I got a little bit of a situation. Can I get y'all guys' opinion? I already kind of got an idea what I'm going to do, but yeah, sure. kind of popped up. Uh, Mar- Mar- Maryland, Baltimore County, by the way. Retrievers. Okay, Maryland, Baltimore County. There you go. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. All right, that's fine. I'll give a, a cliff version, even like a little backstory to it. So this past weekend, a buddy of mine got hooked up with a girl to go on a date with. I didn't. I mean, he didn't tell me he was going with or whatever. They said he had a date with a girl. Well, he's texting during the time about how hot she is and everything else. Well, come Monday, he shows me who it is, and it's a girl I actually used to hook up with during college. And he had then asked her, we were going to double date this coming week. And I said, sure. Well, my wife now knows who this girl is, which wouldn't normally be a problem, but here's the backstory to it. Well, me and her, we was hooking up back there in college. I actually called it off with her. And on a high scale, she's above me. Uh, that's kind of about on there. But when I called her, she was pissed. And the next time that I saw her was at a bar, and she dating that at that time but now wife she bumped shoulder check my wife at the bar oh and i already told me to go but i'm i'm, I'm thinking i should just call it off because if it was just somebody that my wife knew about it'd be a problem but she shoulder checked my wife at the bar so does your your wife does she know that you have a history with this girl oh yeah she knows her about it okay well, she didn't think she just got shoulder checked by like yeah, there had, she knew there was a purpose for the shoulder check. But does your wife know this is the girl no, that... No, 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 not the time. I had to explain it then. Okay. Does your, so your wife, she, does she know about the, the plans that you all have? She just doesn't know who's going to be there? She knew about the plans, agreed about it, and then I found out who the girl was. But your wife does not know who the girl's going to be? No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Whatever you do, you cannot surprise her with this. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, no. I don't even know if I can bring it up. Um, yeah, if, if you have that much reluctance, I think. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's Kimberly. I, this would be a real good opportunity to use COVID as an excuse. Just get symptoms. You got symptoms. You got a cough. Your throat hurts a little bit. Probably shouldn't go. Got to isolate. But does the hold on a second? I may have missed this at the beginning. Does the other guy know that you have a history with this girl or woman? Sorry. Oh, I, after he showed me who it was, I told him. Then he, he will understand this. You don't even have any COVID. You just tell him, "Hey, look." Yeah, this is not a good. My idea. wife. No, look. Yeah. This. Uh, I'm out. I mean, yes, or go and call back next week. One or the <laughs> call other. Back yes, next week with video, preferably. <laughs> No, I know. Like, I, just, I figured it'd be good. I kind of felt like, you know, it's probably a bad decision. I feel like they're good at Henry's got to top it. Yeah, I, I don't even think you really need an excuse here because of the shoulder check. Yeah, just yeah, I, I just tell your buddy, like, hey, man, I, I, I can't help you here. This, this not. I mean, does he feel like he needs like some moral support? Like, wait, like, what, what, how, how fragile is he in this situation? Uh, not fragile, but. He's better in social settings and in groups than one on one. Okay. What? It, Doors rules has a good question. It got kind of, it, yeah, it got it got flagged. Is the is your friend at all apprehensive because it's somewhere you've been? Not at all. He don't okay. Care. All right. He's okay. Him. He don't care. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I only. I mean, you can run it by your your wife and just say, "Hey, look, I don't think this is a great idea." But oh well, I'm you not. could do that and say, "I, I, I you know, I'm giving." I'm you, assuming this is a no. I got, John asked me and blah 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 blah. You you tell me you don't want to do it and it's not happening. You could you could do that. I could use that excuse. <laughs> or you could say you've got COVID. He knows I'm anti. He's knows I'm not like worried about COVID. So. That's, well then, I, and I would see him. He he. Uh, we work together, so he would. Are you wanting to go? I mean, do you want to go? Is that no. what, okay? Then then just no, just, I mean, I just say it's a bad idea. Um, no, I just don't think it's a good idea. I just don't think. Yeah, Avery, Avery says, "Don't run it by your wife. Just yeah. don't go." Which is that's probably the best advice. Don't run it by. Oh, you think she meant it that way? She didn't mean surprise her. You don't think? Oh, that was not <laughs> okay. That'd be a bad idea. That'd be so bad. That would be a bad idea. Yeah. What? Where does he want to go? Uh, just a dinner um, at a restaurant. It's a pretty good restaurant. Okay. Yeah. So you're stuck with this person for two hours too. Yeah, that's no, not a not a good idea. The alcohol starts flowing and not a good idea. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. Good luck. No, I appreciate it, guys. Yep. All right. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Henro. Two now? Um, I'm calling Henro. I'm Henro. calling in because I was wondering what y'all thought about Jimbo not using the NIL to his advantage and acting like he didn't do anything. He didn't, they, or their group didn't pay any players with NIL. Well, I, I don't think I don't think he can just come out and say, "Yeah, we used NIL. We're going to use NIL." We're here, baby. I mean, although at the end, he did kind of say that. Um, 
my advice. Yeah, to, I mean, I just, we didn't do anything nobody, that everybody else wasn't doing as well. Yeah, my advice. Some version of that was the move. He came across. So much for the proceeds from tonight's show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the call. He hung up, I think. Okay. Maybe he was on the East Coast. At least there it was 840. <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 well, times two. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, what part of the file was that in? Because I don't need a, like a hit from Apple tomorrow. Uh, 38th minute. 38, 39 minute okay. second call. Yeah, I'll need Hinbo or whatever. Yeah, I need to know that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save your super chats because yeah. look, it's not ours today. <laughs> hey, who do we have? That's the Google machine. Hey, it's uh, Corbin in New Orleans. I promise I won't use any uh, expletives. <laughs> Somewhere okay, that one was not. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> hey, uh, so I want to talk more about NIO, but just a little bit more like just the nuance of it a little bit. Um, y'all are cool with that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, to me, <laughs> NIL is designed, it's, it's, the, it's the solution to the Yeto Bannon problem, right? It's, a solu- it's, it's, a, it's about the players, and it's never been, it was never created to benefit programs. But as soon as it became legal, every college program understandably thought, how can we use this to our advantage, right? Absolutely. So now comes the issue of how do you reel this in without – because, Neil, didn't you ask Lane Kiffin about what Congress should do about it or if Congress should do anything about it? Yeah, the reason I did was because there are some people out there in NIL world, including coaches who believe that ultimately Congress is going to have to step in and legislate it. Right. So, I mean, I'm, take a wild guess. Who do you think a congressman is going to go to to solicit information about what they should do about a collegiate athletics problem? Uh, you know, a, a, they'll go to ads and coaches. It's actually going to be Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> oh, you're saying I mean, that? What sent? Yeah, where oh, you, where you try to get the bill sponsor? They're going to go down the yeah. hall and talk to Tommy Tuberville. Oh, about, yeah, I see what you're hey, saying. What do we do? If Tommy Tuberville is the guy that is going to be the forebear of the positive change for the competitive na- or anti-competitive nature of the sport, I'm I'm not very hopeful of the future of it for right now. I got to say, I, congressional change is so complicated because they're going to be so hesitant to put caps on anything, and I think the NCAA can legislate its own windows. So, what are you really wanting Congress, Congress to do? Because I do not see caps coming. And that's what they want. I, and they, I, or, or they want all the money deferred. And that's Put into some. Happening. I know, it's not. Those two things aren't happening because Congress is not going to want to go, nope, we're going to limit the player's ability to make money. Yeah. That I, would shock me if I it I think the toothpaste is out of the tube now. I think we can get some windows, and that, that's about it. That's it. Yeah, you'll get those. And that's it. 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't see how the NC, I don't see how anybody can legislate it. I really don't. I don't see how anybody can come in and go, okay, well, the limit for a player over his four-year career or his five-year career is sixty thousand dollars or whatever the number is. I, that someone, someone will immediately say that's that's insanity. I mean, it's already been established. Bryce Young just played for what a million dollars. Yeah. Did did Bryce Young's argument would be did he produce a million dollars for Alabama? Yes. But the, but the difference would be did Bryce Young get that money from Alabama affiliated businesses or did he get that from a Dr Pepper kind of sponsor? Uh, a lot of it was from but a lot of it was from Alabama affiliated businesses. I mean, he did. And that's where the problem is. Is that it, NIL should be designed to get players who are getting profits off of their name, image, and, image and likeness, like the Ed O'Bannon case, the NCAA basketball video game. That's where it's, it's supposed what to be. Okay, so not, it has no, I'm playing devil's okay. advocate here for a minute. What do you do for a living? You don't have to out yourself. I'm in law school. I'm in law school, but I also work at a bar. Okay, so, okay, so but you, you want to be an attorney one day? I do, yeah. All right. Um, I want to cap your earning p- potential. I want to limit, I want to, I want to, there's a maximum salary that you can make. What do you think? I mean, the NFL does it It, with the teams, the amount of money they can spend on players, not the individual players. But the argument there is you're not, you're not, I mean, I'm playing devil's get back back at Neil. The argument is not capping earning potential as a professional. The argument is capping your earning potential while you're in college. I I get it. There is a difference. There, There is. It's not so much the cap as as much of it's the use of these NIL deals as these above board payments that otherwise would have been a booster handing a duffel bag full of cash. I mean, I mean, it really, it's just sort of out in the open now. We know about it, but and and yeah, but it's more lucrative. I would say. I mean, Nicobe Dean is probably worth a lot more than whatever he was given. In nope. whatever amount, there's no question. In, in NIL, he would have he would have made more than he got under the table, no doubt. Right. I, see, I mean, to me, the only thing that feasibly I could see happening, and this would take so long to get right, and it's it's out there, but and see, Congress could pass some kind of legislation giving the NCAA power to, for example, subpoena, and then when you have Will Wade out there talking about strong ass offers. You can actually get investigations and, and get them in court or some kind of r- litigation stream where they have to – they're legally obliged to disclose what they're, what they're doing. I mean, they have him How on – they're still listening. I mean, you know, they have him on a federal wiretap. Is it possible? Is it possible that the feds haven't found the money? But what are they, what are they going to do to the LSU basketball program as a result? I just don't see how. Well, if you can't find the money, if you can't find the money, what can you do? And by the way, someone in the thread makes a really good point. NFL players, Peyton Manning made a lot of money in during his career from entities that were not the Colts or the Broncos. Yeah, and there is no cap on that. Yeah, I mean, Tiger Woods. Eli Manning had a radio show appearance with WFAN in New York. I'm, I'm going to guess that they paid him. That wasn't capped. Yeah, every week during the season. I'm, I'm against caps. You come to me and go, hey, it's a cap on how much you can make at Rivals. I'm like, well, then I'm out. 
I, I think I am too. I don't know if I'm, my argument's anything to do with how much a player individually can earn as much as it's sort of the programs that are being created for the benefit of the school in the way that Texas A&M has in this cycle rather than, I mean, none of those players that are those five-star defensive linemen, people, the average college football fan does not know their name. A lot of college football fans probably know who Bryce Young is. He, that's why Bryce Young has a certain value to him. It's sort of just a, a dead weight loss of money. These are players that no one's going to know their name unless they really tear it up. So here's what I think. Many... Here's what I think is okay, going go to happen. I, I think it's going to like a lot of things. And we've, we've used this word a lot the last couple of weeks. This is still wild, wild west. It's still figuring itself out. This is going to self-regulate in a couple of ways. One, there are going to be promises made that can't be kept. Okay, that's that's going to happen. Number two... Schools are going to overpay for kids who don't produce, and people are going to go, oh, wait a minute, this didn't do it for me. I did not get an ROI. Oh, well, sure. And when that happens, it's going to get under control. We'll go through a period where what happens is the portal will be where all the NIL money is, which is ultimately where I think it's headed. And then it'll be the swing for a little while. I, I do think it works itself out and kind of becomes – under control over time. I could be wrong, but I do. I mean, optimistic. The optimist in me is saying that's what I hope happens. The, the pessimist is saying A&M could win a championship with these players. That sets a precedent for every school doing the same, adopting that technique. Yeah, but there aren't. And but there the aren't. The but there aren't. Corbin, there aren't that many programs that can do what they're doing. Ultimately, ultimately, that's the part that no one's picking up. I mean. It's not the choosing, it's the ability. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss could say, we're going to cheat like mad. We're going to go Why They can't do it. They, 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 there's no way to put that money exactly. together. Well, so that's my point is, is that at the end of the day, I mean, the worst case scenario is that for college football is that the three or four programs that can afford to do this become the three or four programs that win every year, which is nothing different than what we have right now. Right now there are only three or four programs that win. Exactly. So what's the difference? We just change the teams. Instead of Alabama, it's Texas A&M. Instead of, right. instead of Ohio State, it's USC. Mm-hmm. So it's still the same sport. And so the, I guess the, if I'm sitting here arguing with you, and I'm not, by the way, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate. <laughs> but if I'm arguing course, with yeah. you, I'm like, so what's the difference? The Mississippi State-Arkansas game is, is going to mean every bit, every little as it's, as it's always meant and still going to be full – and at the end of the season, when Arkansas goes to the Outback Bowl and Mississippi State goes to the Liberty Bowl, their fans will go. They'll have a good time. That'll be the end of the season. Yay. What's the difference? I will argue that nothing, right. really, nothing really changed. Right. Does that make know. sense? I think that, I, I mean, ideally, you could see, if, if things were fair, which it never will be in college sports, you could see a team, like, look at what the Bengals have done in three years, Right. You, there's no college team that has been a wreck administratively and within its own program within with that quick of a turnaround to go to the national championship. That's impossible. That's almost impossible to ask out of any college football program right now that isn't already on top. And that's where the that's where my, the issue of you know is the product just inherently bad. 
sullied by this idea that the top is going to be the top no matter what and everything else is just kind of for fun? I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what it is now. It is. I mean, if I were to say Absolutely. if I were to, if I were to say to you right now, tell me the teams that next season have a chance to win the national championship. How many teams are on that list? Six max. Oh wow, it's that, yeah, that, and, that's, and that may be generous to me. That's generous, but yeah, that sure. may be generous. Yeah. yeah, I'd say three. So yeah, I, I just think it's yeah. I mean, I I think it's going to fix itself, but I think it might take some time and might result in some changes. Yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to kind of ask you all about that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thanks, Corbin. See you. The cake conversation was interesting. It was. I was following. Yes. People recommending hydrated cake. I believe Ginger was the one that threw that out. Yep. I mean, it, it gets the point across. It does. Yes. It does. Hey, who do we have? Hey, guys. It's Bob and Reb. Hey, what's Bob. And what's up, man? Nothing much. I've been uh, packing all week because I'm moving, and I don't think I'd wish this on my worst enemy. You truly do not realize how much unnecessary shit you have. Oh, there's no doubt. Until you have to put it in boxes and bags. I remember when I, when we moved from Spanish Fort to here, and the kids were all little. Carson was one. I told Laura, just go. Take the kids, leave. I, I've, I've got it. And I, those were famous last words that it was bad. And the pro tip on the other side is as soon as you get moved, put all the stuff up and hang it. Because if you don't in like that first 10 days, it'll be sitting there four months later. Yeah, you'll have boxes forever. Yeah, get I, uh, yeah, I, I know it sucks, but get it done. Hanging the clothes. Yeah. Well, I just meant like everything. Picture, like whatever. Like get it up and out of the, or, or it will sit there. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I don't have too much, but at the same time, I was like, I didn't even realize I had this many damn clothes. I've thrown a lot of it out. I was like, I don't even wear some of this stuff. But, um, yeah, that's how my week's gone. It's It's been hell. But I'm not going to lie. Yesterday was super entertaining just to see Jimbo kind of have this quasi-pissed-off meltdown. And I thought Chase kind of – Chase hit the nail on the head this morning. It's like if you're going to go all in and just roast, essentially talk shit about Lane and Nick, just name drop them. Like he, well, no, that's the thing. I'm so mad name. that I've got my notes over here, and I'm going to go all in on you, but I'm not going to say your name. I'm going to call out the poor vice president at Notre Dame like he matters. Like, he cares. Yeah, which I didn't even connect the dots on that. I had to, like, research that. I was like, what the hell? Does what was it? I still haven't. What is it? I, 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 apparently he said something about NIL or something. That's what I heard. Like, it's it's that was just a weird rant. Like, I mean, and it was very, I think y'all kind of said it. It was almost like he was forcing emotion into it, which made it even He was being loud and giving a couple key words that his fan base would salivate over is what he was doing. He had rehearsed it as well. Yeah. Well, the one thing that I just went off on Twitter and – I, I'm still laughing about it. He, he, he said, well, we're not going anywhere. I was like, you finished fifth in the West, dog, with 
three top ten recruiting classes. Yeah, to you me, lost to Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State at home, and Ole Miss, and you finished fifth in the damn West. Like, what do you mean you're not going anywhere? You, I mean, you, congratulations, you beat Bama, but you essentially you aced the final, but didn't go to any classes, so you still failed. Yeah, and I also thought that that statement at the end, we're not going anywhere. NIL's part of the game, and we're not going anywhere, was his admission that everything that they're saying is true. Everything everything that pe- that Lane Kiffin said, that Nick Saban said, that anybody said was accurate. But yeah, you, you got this class because you promised NIL. I would almost like prefer that he go, yeah, you know what, it's, it's, a, new, it's a new landscape, and expectations are high here. I thought that would have been the smart thing to do. That's what I would have recommended. Acknowledge it. That's what I would have recommended. You acknowledge it without acknowledging it. Yeah, you say, you know, the landscape has changed in college athletics, and we have a passionate fan base and a lot of of successful people that that, a lot of Texas A&M alumni become very successful people who love the school and love the program, and uh, we're going to be here. We're going to be here. And then another – Not to cut you off, but – Chase, I'm curious about this. Mm-hmm. So, could since so essentially NIL deals have to go through the university, correct? Correct. They have to go through compliance. They do. They do. So, I don't know how it works over in Texas. Could someone request to see those public records for those NIL deals and see like the value of the deals? Well, we haven't don't have an answer to. We know the actual deals are public record. I don't know if the amounts are public record. So, supposedly, and it's herpa or ferpa or something uh-huh. can allow you to hide the actual money amounts well, that, yeah. that the university yeah. knows compliance knows if the ncaa came in they would know. they would have to be turned over but that you can hide it from public records request that's convenient that's very convenient because i mean that saves his ass right because i was thinking to myself when he went off on that rant that i was like all it takes is one Steve Robertson for UT, and he just oh Mississippi is currently considering rewriting state law. I'd write that in. I'm to, trying to protect yeah, my schools. Yeah. I would write in that the amounts are not public record; that they go behind some shell because state law supersedes NCAA rule. So you could write that in and completely protect your own universities. I mean, it's smart because, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If, if All it takes is one guy, if he could get the numbers on it and it's public record, he's like, okay, well, I pulled these records on these NIL deals, and, yeah, they've been, they paid these kids tens of millions of dollars worth NIL deals. And then, I mean, which it was just so cringe. Like, it's just – Well, that's the thing, too, here is Dylan says, I mean, these yeah, these NIL deals are completely taxed as 1099s. I mean, you got a lot of tax money on some of these things. Thirty million, yeah, that's 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 a ridiculous amount of money. But I'm just, I was, I was curious to that. Um, I've always kind of been annoyed by Jimbo. Like, I think, look, he did win a national championship, but let's also acknowledge that that was eight years ago. The last national championship he won was when the BCS was still a thing. And I, I don't know. I don't. I just kind of find him overrated and annoying. I've always been – I think his offense is kind of 
older. I don't think he's adjusted with the times when it comes to offense. I just, I, I've always thought he was an overrated coach. Like he, he did a great job at Florida State there for a little bit, and then the program fell apart under his watch. Well, that's then, true. Uh, it but, was, it was a disaster by the time he left, and and it hasn't recovered yet. Yeah, Mike Norvell says hi. Yeah, which he is—is is he going to get fired this year if they don't win? I don't—I don't know enough about that—the dynamics of there, but I would think he's on the hot seat. But now I the, mean, I don't think now the message is sent right. I mean, to other coaches, this is no longer a premium job. This is not Bobby Bowden's Florida State. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But all right, guys, appreciate y'all taking the call. Thanks, Later. Robin. Arizona up on UCLA, 42-30 to 30 at the half. Ole Miss women with a big win today, knocking off Missouri and Como. Pretty much locked. I mean, they were probably already in the tournament, but that was that was a big win. Towards yeah, their, so uh, they played early because of the weather. Correct, yeah, yeah, 4 o'clock. They won by 15, 16 points, something like that. Hey, who do we have? It's Casey. Hey, fellas. Hey, Casey, what's up? Man, I'm enjoying y'all shows. The past couple have been fire. Y'all have had plenty to talk about, so. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome as usual. So, on uh, turn the page a little bit. Y'all, forgive me if y'all have talked about it because I've been in and out, had to put my my baby down, but to sleep. But um, what about Golding, uh, Pete? Have y'all talked about him tonight? Is, does we he have not. We have that? not. So what, I talked. To, I talked to Chase about survived? it earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Casey. No, I said, what, what's your thoughts? Do you think he survives this? Uh, okay, well, we can't talk about that. Um, it was having fun over there. Uh, I do wonder a little bit if that's, that's it. Um, look, he's not overly well-liked inside that program anyway from a fan base standpoint. I mean, he's not one of the more popular defensive coordinators. Uh I'm going to give him a 30% chance of surviving. Oh, you go that high? 20, 30, yeah, yeah somewhere okay. in there. Yeah, yeah. You're low, low, low. You yeah, think it's yeah, I think it's over. How long does it take to get over, though? When will we know that, oh, well, okay. I mean. A week? Yeah, next week sometime. Okay. Yeah, Alabama's response seemed like that he it'd be a good way to, to get rid of him, but the way they responded back, but. And then Harson, I know I asked Grind about it. He said maybe, maybe at the end of the season. I mean, are these rumors true? Or are they just rumors? Or I think they're just rumors. I think they're rumors that come from just kind of a general feeling and some innuendo and things that have been said. Look, he's he's he. he it just feels like it's not going to work, right? Uh, I've said this for a little while. Auburn twenty two feels like LSU twenty one. Yeah, a, a bad start and it just falls apart. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I just didn't know. I, I figured you guys would know. And then the final thing, and, I, and I'll go, but just to put a bow on Jimbo, some thoughts. Number one, I don't know why he felt like he needed to say anything like that. Like, how does all that did was put more pressure on him, right? Because he and Ross sat in the room and made a decision. Look, Ross is he, – he's in a bad spot, too. I mean, if – he, the last the last NCAA thing he had didn't go real well. Um, now it's Jimbo's bringing more pressure to the whole deal. The national media is 
basically making a joke out of it. You know, I mean, Twitter's a scary place, but, you know, when you're there, you see everybody, nobody believes him. I mean, why couldn't he just say, he just can't get out of his own way, say, you know what, we're committed to winning, and our fans are passionate, and kids are earning their money, and we're ready to go. Our coaches did a great job, and we look forward to competing with the best. I mean, or, or just say, or just say, we're super excited about this class. These are a lot of kids that we're really excited about. You don't even have to bring it up, or you don't tell somebody to plant the stupid question. Yeah, yeah because it was, it was that's, planned. See, that's the thing, Chase. There's no way that they would have that beat over there asked that question. Well, not that way. Hey, do you? Hey, 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 Jimbo, are you pissed off? And that was a slap in the face. Okay. Yeah, come on. Like, yeah, that's not. Yeah, there's, there's no way. And then the final, I'll say this, and I'll let you guys go, y'all. Y'all, I know he's got a slippery ride back home. Um, I think the cap thing works itself out, and, and here's why. Monet, you know, people talk put the cap, but you can't put a cap. But money has a way of not of being colorblind and being. You know, um, not biased. And if you win, it'll keep up. If you don't win, it's somebody else will find a way. And uh, and I think the return on these players, how good it will be on these businesses. I mean, how big of a a deal are you making? NFL players pay a lot of money, and 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 uh, NFL players get a lot of big deals, like uh, Neil mentioned with Peyton. But those companies are making money. At some point, these companies aren't going to be making money. And if it's really coming from these companies, I, I just think it takes care of itself more than we think. I mean, I think there's there's um, maybe some things we can do. I'm not smart enough to think of them, but I just think it handles itself more than people think. Yeah, I do too. I, I just kind of think it works itself out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good evening. You Appreciate too. It. Thank you. All right, bye. Raptors and Bulls. I'm just flipping around. It's weird with no with no football. Just one game left. That's always a weird feeling, like the Monday after the Super Bowl, and you're like, there's no football for a while. I still think we need the reset. As much as we continually want football, Like I feel like we just oh, yeah. need the yeah. reset. Like, caller, hang on. I'll get to you one second. Are you at all interested in the whole USFL thing? I, I'm really not. I can't even come up with a scenario where I get really locked in. Like yeah. I, 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 I mean, I might watch something. Yeah, if I'm sitting there and it's on, yeah. sure. But, but no, it it it, it flips. Yeah, if I, we need breathers. We need I, seasons. I'm going to watch the NFL, the NBA playoffs or the NFL draft before I'm going to watch a USFL game. Hey, do we, is this grind? Yep, I agree with everything you just said too. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's just it's it's fine, and if it's on and there's nothing else to do, maybe. And even then, it better be captivating, like real quick. Yeah, and it's got it's you USFL is going to have to do something to try to like pull in the college fans that are real. Like, oh man, this guy went here, went here. It's gonna have you're gonna have to do something like that to try. Like, that's the only way I think because I don't think you're gonna get the NFL thing. The only way it works is the same way that the original USFL worked. They got Herschel Walker and they got Jim Kelly and and, and I mean, good luck. But that's how the yeah, first one um, worked, right? Is I mean, there were players that you wanted to watch. 
I mean, you knew the names. Like, didn't Doug Flutie play in the USFL? I mean, there were names that we knew that that you'd followed their college careers that were playing in the USFL, and so you were, you were, you were in. Like, you know, I mean, Jim Kelly very famously said, "I'm not. I don't. I'm never playing in Buffalo. I'm, I'm going to be a Houston General for for life." And then when and he didn't go to Buffalo until the USFL folded. Well, it, it folded in. That's just, I mean, it's just going to be hard, man, because like you say all the time, NFL's king. And so, man, that, it's just hard, bro. Hold on. Real, but, real, real quick, Ron. All the games are being played in Birmingham for all the teams? Is that right? I'm reading from Wikipedia, USFL, and it says on January 25th, 2022, the city of Birmingham announced the league headquarters would be in Birmingham, and all games of the 2022 USFL season would be played at Protective Stadium and Legion Field. Huh? Elite? Oh. Oh, okay. so at the two stadiums. Protect. So they're are they? Is it for? <laughs> it, why is? I mean, but I, I don't understand. Why is New Jersey playing Michigan and Birmingham? Maybe they're gambling that Birmingham's so football crazy that they'll go out and watch these games. Mm-mm. I'm finna tell you now. Auburn fans pissed in Birmingham. Auburn ain't finna. Auburn ain't finna go. Auburn fans ain't finna go out <laughs> watch nobody else play football until Auburn gets better. I'm finna tell y'all that now. I'm finna tell y'all that now. The eight head coaches: Skip Holtz, Kevin Sumlin, Larry Fedora, Todd Haley, Jeff Fisher, Mike Riley, Bart Andrus, and Kirby Wilson. Birmingham, Houston, New Orleans, Tampa, Michigan. New Jersey, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. William Ray says it's because of COVID. They're doing the bubble thing. Oh, are they? For the whole season? I don't know. Okay. I mean, like, bur- bur- like it's not going to be full at night, but I can see them, like, I can see them getting, like, you know, like a 75% capacity. Really? But Protective Life is a nice little stadium. It's nice. Oh, I guess oh, I keep forgetting. It's real nice. 47,000 yeah. capacity at Protective Life. Protective yeah. Stadium, yeah. Legion Field seventy one thousand. Okay, man. So I'm gonna be quick. I wanna be, you know, quick with this kind you know, call. I don't wanna take too much of the other people's time. So first I'm gonna hit I'm gonna get y'all quick uh college basketball, do some over unders with y'all, talk about oh. the Jimbo stuff and then some life stuff, man stuff that I okay. wanna get y'all opinion on. Yeah, okay. Sure. All, All right. right. All right, quick, real quick. Over under Six and a half teams from the SEC make the NCAA tournament. Over. 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 Yeah. Name. Uh, Auburn, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, LSU, Mm -hmm. Alabama, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Arkansas. um, Who am I missing? That's six. Mississippi State. Okay. That's seven. You don't think Florida? And, and and Florida too, right? You think Florida's in too? Yeah, I think Florida makes it too. So I think eight. I think eight make it. Okay. Mm, okay. Okay then. Over under. Okay, so if y'all both got Chase, are you with them with eight? Or are you saying seven? Uh, either way, over. But yeah, I mean, I'm over six and a half either way. I don't. I don't think. I'm at seven. I don't think Arkansas State and Florida all get in. I think it's seven. But two of them get in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Okay. So then, over under, you'll have two and a half SEC teams going to the Sweet Sixteen in your brackets. How many? Ooh, two and a half. I think two Auburn's a Sweet Sixteen team. I think, I think Kentucky's Kentucky is a, a Sweet, Sweet Sixteen, 16 team. team. Oh, 
I mean, Tennessee could get there with the perfect draw. But dude, oh. Alabama could get there with the perfect draw. I mean, I LSU think, looks like crap right now. And I now. think that's it. Yeah. LSU does look like crap. Like, I don't, think, I don't right. think State could do it. I don't think Arkansas has got enough depth to do it. Florida's not going to do it. No. I, I, no, I think it's two. I think I think Auburn and Kentucky go to the Sweet 16. Does a Okay, all right. Okay. Eight to two, uh, though, would I'm, be a disappointing tournament. That would – Sure. That's and, a – And one could pull it off. I mean, look, I mean – you I mean, said eight I, get in and two only get to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, corner. I mean. Look, Alabama with the right draw could do it. Tennessee with the right draw could do it. Arkansas with the right draw and LSU. And LSU could. They're win talented. Two games. I mean, you know, and and Arkansas's got a big and a guard that can both play well on the same night and make them a good team. So the SEC is setting up to be that conference that gets a lot of teams in, but then people talk about, man, look at their record. Like they yeah, kind of like the kind of like the ACC always does. Okay. Does Texas A and M are they they dead? They still got a chance. What's up with them? Yeah, they're dying. They fast, better get man. moving. They're they're. <laughs> I mean, that dying. They've been intubated. <laughs> well, speaking of them, Aggies, man, from a neutral observer, I'm you know just like <clears throat> I was real busy this morning, so I ca- I caught like as soon as I went t- went on YouTube, it said Oxford Exxon podcast ended eight seconds ago, and I was like, God dog. But you know, I listened to the pod, everything. Y'all boys are getting to a great pod, too, man, by the way. Thank you. Great pod. But, man, and, and you know, I, I, I went – after I went – you know, I listened to you guys. I went and heard the Jimbo stuff, heard the Lane Kiffin stuff, and I heard the Texas pod. And them dudes, first off, <laughs> they intro to the pod. to The, the first thing their mind says on the pod which after the music plays, he says, Jimbo came in, kicked in the door, waving the 4-4. And all you heard was Jimbo don't hurt them no more. <laughs> and so basically, they they basically took a biggie quote and flipped oh, it on Jimbo, and basically, you know basically talking about how you know they they were so proud of you know how he went at you know Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban and everybody else and all the the writers and everybody that's talking about A and M. And I think he fumbled the bag one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I do too. I think he fumbled the. If you're the NCAA, you look at him. If like okay, look, here's my here's what I think he should have did after thinking about it and everything. If I'm Jimbo Fisher, and it's just like like I said from a neutral observer, because I really don't care because Auburn suck anyway. We, even if we we could pay the kids million, they still ain't gonna come, so it don't matter anyway. <laughs> so I'm just look, you know, I'm just looking around and I'm like Jimbo, you have so when Kiffin said that and said your name, you didn't he didn't realize how much ammo Kiffin strapped him up with. He could have went to the, you know, to the win, you know, once they served him up that, you know, that question. He could have said, "Man, you know, I can't speak about other universities, but I know about, you know, the power of the." He could have talked about the power of the of the A and M logo and how, you know, that is, you know, that's what brought him to A and M. That's what's bringing these players to A and M, um, and that's what also brought the new defensive coordinator to A and M. He could have, you know, he kind of could have, you know, he could have took that little jab right there, saying, "I mean." It's not, you know, if if it's just, if, you know, all about this player, you know, he could have phrased it in a way, you know, saying it's not just all about the players. I mean, you know, coaches obviously see that we're, you know, what we're building here, and they want to come be a part of it. It's not, it's not about the money. Is is he could have flipped it in such a way that you know it, the media would have had to been the ones to say, oh, Jimbo, no, it's not about the powers. The media would have had to go and reinforce the money instead of him kept. 30 million, 50 million. I would have I told him, don't bring up 
any amount of money. Don't say a price. Don't talk about no money. Other than Dellinger asking a question or if some national guy was on the call, though, he wouldn't even have to have done it anyway. The local guys weren't going to hang him. No, not at all. They were going to – They were gonna. No, he could have no. just skated through that thing other than answering one or two questions where somebody goes, hey, do you have any comments on what Lane said yesterday? And you come up with an answer for that. That's it. You're out. And is it, because uh, Nick like, gave him a break. Nick, Nick didn't mention him by name. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, bro, if you're going to take a shot, take a shot. Well, amen there now. Sure. That was it. Right. He had 20 hang-ups. That was his biggest one. Yeah. Is if you're going to go that yeah. strong, no, throw some names in. Let's go. Yes. And that's just my thing. Like, man, you sound good. Like, you just – you sound like y'all dishing out players. And don't be – don't think we some fools when a year later, you know – some comes out that this class got, you know, is getting fifteen million dollars. Oh no, they just got that when they got here, man. What? No, no, man, don't oh, play that. Bro. Right, of course. It, 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 it yeah. Because I mean, he said, "Oh, there's not six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was like, "There's nothing." You don't, he said, "There's nothing." Exactly. We just worked harder <laughs> than everybody else. Oh man, he mentioned the twelfth man. man. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, you don't want you don't want everybody in college football teamed up against you. No, you don't. You don't. And say if you had me laughing when you talk about it, and he's bringing up the Notre Dame janitor. Well, yeah, I mean, seriously. <laughs> don't mention Lane by name, uh, Nick, but hey, that 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 <laughs> provost at Notre Dame, let me get after his ass. Okay, good. Thanks. That helped us. Yeah, and he called out sliced bread to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, poor old sliced bread just gets outed. Out. I'm like, what you were saying now, man? I mean, poor old sliced bread. I mean, he just. He didn't even get a chance to defend himself. Hey man, look, he Jimbo Jimbo complaining about sliced bread, but everybody know Anum had out there handing out the whole loaves. <laughs> no doubt, ain't no slice, yeah. <laughs> ain't no sliced bread getting them to the recruits. Lots of they bread, getting the whole loaves. Lots of bread. <laughs> <laughs> no man, speaking of taking shots, it's crazy how this call set up. It's pretty dope. So man, we as guys, as men. We know, like, we have a sense of self-worth in the dating market. You feel me? Okay, like, sure. In the dating market? Yeah. Yes. I'm okay. supposed to. Okay. Neil, maybe not. But <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't. I don't know, Grind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyway, go ahead. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. I think, I think most dudes live in, a, live in a world of reality. Like, like, if you see a chick, even if, like, you, like you'll say, oh, man, like, you know, her, her, the way she's living is kind of beyond my finances right now. Yeah, she's out of my league. I'm not going to talk to her. Okay. Uh, she's, you know, she she looks way more hotter than the, than the chicks that I've usually gotten. You know, I see what's up, but you know, more than likely, those dudes usually don't talk to those. You're people. saying you can do a self assessment pretty quickly and be pretty fair to yourself on what's doable and what's not. Yeah, like yeah, like a okay. dude's not going to embarrass himself. Like like he's sure, not gonna, yeah, yeah. he may shoot out his league, he may outkick his coverage, but he's not just gonna embarrass himself in public. Okay, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And for some reason, I'm not okay now I am judging this based off of personal experience today. All right. But it's not like that with women. And I don't, don't want to kill the four percenters. Lord Jesus, don't I don't 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 let the four percenters take this on the OEP and, okay. and you know hand raise guys. All right, go ahead. Today, you know, I go to Starbucks, man. I get my usual. And so 
you know, I you know, I just grab my coffee, you know, they scan my phone, whatnot. What's your usual, by the way? What do you get? Oh man, just a talk. Tall mocha latte extra shot. Just a little something. Okay, cool. All right, go ahead. If I'm, you know, if I'm feeling real good, you know, I might get a grande. It's all good. Yeah. All right, go ahead. And so, you know, I, you know, drink, you know, drink my coffee, you know, have my little morning black and mild with it, you know, all, all good when I, you know, get my day going. And you know, around about, around about one o'clock, you know, my, uh, I didn't finish my coffee and whatnot. And so I go to the, you know, go to the microwave. I put it in the microwave. And when I take it out of the microwave, I realize on the cup, there's a number on the cup with like a heart at the end of the oh. number. And and I was like, huh? Because I was like, I was like, no. I was like, because I'm trying to think, like, my day had been busy. So I'm like, who was in the Starbucks line? And like, what did she look like? And I'm like, mm. I'm like, more than likely, look, this is not to be that type of guy. But I'm like, man, from my past experiences, the bold ones are usually the big ones. They usually like the big girls are usually the ones. They they they. I, I like, the bold like, ones are the big ones. I'm, I'm like, ooh, and so I'm like, all right, man, what the hell, what not, you know? So I texted. I was like, hey, you know, you worked your you know number on my uh, on my Starbucks order. And it was like, you know, yeah. She said, hey, she was like, yeah, that was my uh, just my way of shooting my shot. And I was like, uh, you know, I kind of forgot what you looked like. So what's your Instagram? And, you know, she had sent me her Instagram. But then, you know, she also sent me, like, some other, like, photos and videos and stuff like that. And, that quickly, you know, really, though. Wow. Okay. okay. All yeah. right. All right. Go ahead. And big big girl, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm, I ain't even like, and that'd be the thing as a man, bro. It's so... Like, 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 women can let men down anyway. Anyway, <laughs> women can write heck no on a banner and just get it flown across the city. And, <laughs> and, and you know, dudes would be like, bro, look at you, bro. You get embarrassed. You know, dudes would just laugh at you. But as a dude, like, you know, I just deleted the thread out of my phone. You know, I was just like, man, <laughs> I just deleted the thread. I didn't follow on Instagram. I got to find a new Starbucks. Yeah, you do. You can't go back to that Starbucks. No, I can't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Good thing there's one on every corner because you can't go to that one anymore. That's over. That's her Starbucks now. <laughs> yup, yup. You can have it. You can have it. All right, man. I just wanted to share that, man. I'm All right, go ahead. Right. Enjoy your weekend. All right, man. Y'all too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wasn't the first time that was that was attempted. That's the catch on that. Probably had some success with that. I think she's been fishing. I mean, a little odds are. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. You check the weather. Uh, freezing rain starting sometime in the next like twenty minutes. Okay, something like that. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Cole from Houston. Hey, Cole. Hey, uh, so Neil, I don't know if y'all talked about this. I just kind of tuned in. Um, do y'all, do, do you think that the MLB will have replacement players this time in the lockout? Ooh, we have not talked about that. We really haven't talked about the baseball lockout at all. No. Um, I saw where today the owners are, are begging for an, a federal arbitrator 
to step in. Apparently, they're 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 making absolutely no progress in their negotiation se- uh, sessions. Um, I don't. Th- oh, would the owners do that? My my initial reaction is no. But here's the thing: is that if you're not on the forty man roster, you're expected to still report to yes, spring training. That's the thing, and that's the problem: is that a lot of those guys. There's going to be pressure on them to not report, and a lot of those guys cannot afford to not report. And so if they then turn around and say, okay, well, you guys are going to break camp as major leaguers, and I've not heard this. I'm just kind of talking this through in my mind. My first question would be, well, do do we get paid major league salaries? Mm -hmm. Do we get the major league minimum? Do we get get major league service time? How does that work? And then does do the – the players that are on the 40-man rosters who are right now locked out, do they view them as scabs? So, so if you're Greg Kessinger, I'll use him as an example of the Nationals fan. If you're Greg Kessinger, like, what, do you do, what do you do? Is Gray on the 40-man? No. I, I, I don't think so. If, if, if I'm Gray, I probably and, – and he has the financial resources, I'm guessing, to do this. I probably don't report. You hold out? I just show solidarity with my fellow player because Gray's probably going to be a major leaguer sooner rather than later. Right. I don't know and, that I, uh, I don't know that I want that scab thing. Yeah. But now here's the other part. If I'm a guy that is broke, right? I mean, I'm 24, 25 years old. I've been in the minor leagues for a while. Because obviously you know this, but I mean, minor leaguers make nothing, nothing. for anybody in the stream. I'm, like in, I'm in double A and, and I've got a report or, or else I'm going to get fired. I got a report, and then if they do that, I don't know how I say no. I'm not going to. I'm not going to break camp with the Astros or the Twins or the Pirates or whatever. I don't know how you justify that. And so it's it's a it's a real mess, and it's where the owners ultimately have some power over the players, except for this. And tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know that if the Astros show up to play, and it's not really the Astros. It's not Bregman, and it's not. Altuve, and it's not the people that Houston fans have, have been cheering for the last few years. It's people that they've never heard of. I don't know that they're filling up Minute Maid Park. No, I think you're right. I mean, it's complicated because a lot of there are a lot of people, like for example, at my church, that will go to an Astros game. They couldn't tell you who's on the team at all. They just kind of go because that's a social event to do. Um, the hardcore people like myself, I mean, I would be all in for a placement player. I, I'm like when you are talking about the USFL, I was like, I'm all in on the USFL. I don't really care who's playing. Um, but I, you know, you're not going to fill the stadium with people like me. You know, you have to – the majority of fans, I think – No one's his stars. Cut them in a Yeah. Um, I got a couple of bold predictions for the baseball season, one for uh, college and um, one for MLB. I guess I'll let Chase respond to my college one and uh, you know, the MLB one. Sure. Um, End-of-season awards. Jacob Gonzalez finishes in the top five for the Golden Spikes and mm. AL MVP, um, NL MVP, AL Kyle Tucker, NL Brian Reynolds from the Pirates. Pirates win enough for that? They probably don't. He's a hell of a player, but I don't. I don't know I that. Think, I don't know that he could. I don't know that they could win enough games for him to really be viable. So the way I look at, it, I, I feel like players get judged against like their expectations, kind of like in the Heisman, the guys who's who's the come, incoming favorite doesn't always win because they're judged against how they're supposed to do. And so Bryce Harper will have to just murder the ball all season. Um, Reynolds, no one, not many people know about him. 
Um, that kind of thing with Kyle Tucker. As good as he is, no one really knows who he is. Um, and so if he has a really big season, he won't be judged against his prior expectations. Does that, does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, like Shohei Otani has to have a just phenomenal year to win again. Sure. Right. And then, Chase, I'll think of Jacob Gonzalez. I, the, the, D1, the guy that D1 just lush over him, he's like um, encroaching on Seth Beer territory. Oh, God. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are your thoughts on, on Gonzalez? That doesn't shock me. I mean, I could see a scenario. He's going to hit. He's going to play a premium position at short. He's going to be better at it year two, probably defensively. I do think he has an upgrade there. I still wonder down the road if he's a third baseman, not a shortstop. But he, he he's fine at shortstop right now. He's going to have protection around him. They're going to win enough games. You think he's going to grow into a third baseman? Yeah, I, have, I wonder a little bit if he's a third baseman at the next level. But – I, no, I, that that doesn't shock me whatsoever. I mean, I think if you're putting out a list right now, he, you know, from an SEC standpoint, I mean, him and Jacob Berry are probably the two guys that come to the top of your mind without even a thought. Because it's one of the two top yeah. – I mean, that's the thing. I mean, LSU and Ole Miss have the, probably the top two lineups in college baseball. Ole Miss has the deepest one through nine, and LSU probably has the best three in the middle. And, you know, you can take whichever side you want to take or whatever. But, yeah, I think that given – as long as the pitching holds up enough for Ole Miss to stay in the national conversation um, to a very elite level. I mean, obviously they're going to be good, but to an elite level, yeah, I, I think top five would be a – I mean, hell, I, I hate to put crazy expectations, but I think that's about a kind of a standard spot for him right there. Yeah, he's that good. Yeah. No, he does have to – he has to, you know, avoid that sophomore slump that does hit people a little bit, but I think he will. I mean, it, he's just hit from damn day one since he showed up. What are your thoughts on John Gaddis? I think there's a chance he ends up being. When I say value, what I mean is, I mean, you're talking about a guy coming from Texas A&M Corpus Christi. He was banged up. He had a UCL like basically a relocation surgery prior to last season. It took him forever to get healthy, and then when he did, I, I know the competition wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. He only allowed four earned runs his last 52.1 innings. That's pretty damn good against air. Um, he's going to translate. I think as long as they can keep him in a role that he is comfortable for, I think he's going to win some SEC games. I, I think I think he is a perfect Sunday starter. I worry about him a little bit when you got to really move him up through the, through the rotation if he had to do Friday or Saturday or something like that, but – I think he's a ready-made Sunday guy that can really win a lot of games. Ole Miss is weird because they've got like six dudes who are all Saturday slash Sunday guys. They don't have a Friday starter right now, but they have a lot of really good Saturday Sunday guys. And Mike's going to have to to move some buttons more than he typically has in the past. Typically, he can just kind of slot those dudes in, and that is that is not the case. You've got to figure out of those six who are the starters, who's the closer, and then how are you sort of filling in once somebody goes. Badly, but then also, hey, when it goes a little weird, you got to get them out of there. You, you you can't let it sit because there's not that talent to just let the guy sit there five six weeks. Um, do, do I know this will never happen? I I think the Sunday starter, whoever it is, and I've, I've said this for a couple of years now, would be best served to have an open come in an opener role. I know that Mike Bianco will never do that, and he's way too old school. If if he if, if he offered you, you know, how do I should I set my Sunday pitching? Do you think an opener role for a guy like Cam? I felt McDaniel was the same way, and even freshman version of Gunnar Hoagland. Um, what are your thoughts on kind of having an if, – if if we were being able to be for it, having an opener? I don't hate it. My problem with it in college is that you need – you have to make sure that next guy you're bringing in is comfortable with coming in at that point. It's so routine-oriented in college where these guys – 
they need the extra time to start or they need this to warm up or whatever. There, there's a certain routine and comfort level that bothers me a little bit with it. But, no, I think Ole Miss has certain guys that would make a lot of sense that you don't necessarily want them to see that second time through the order, but they can come in, get some miles, and just get you in the game. Because, like you said, on Sunday, so much of Sundays are decided by who's still in the game in the fourth inning, meaning which one hadn't just completely blown up and allowed something to take shape. So, if you're doing it, it's Sunday, not Friday, as you said. But, um as you also said, I, I don't see that being a, uh, a thing at all. I just don't. Yeah. So that, I remember in 2019, it was the, there was the analytics showing that the second time through the order, uh, Hoagland was, had like a, was it a 500 batting average against or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, you know, if you could bring someone in the first and maybe at that point, a Caleb Phillips, I don't know who it would be in this team, maybe, maybe Wes Burton or someone like that. You could bring him in the first inning, you know, if, after he's gone through the order twice, if he's dealing kind of like Blake Snell, you know, don't pull him. But I use Blake Snell as an example from the 2020 World Series. If he's just dealing, you keep him in. But yeah, sure. If he's not, you know, let's keep let's, let's be in the game instead of having to because when you when you play from behind, you just really set yourself up, up for failure. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll buy it. I mean, I I don't hate it. I do think you're going to start seeing more of that because you're going to have trickle down effects. That's what happens. Pros moved in into college, and it looks like whatever it's going to look like. So yeah, you know, O'Sullivan did it a good bit last year at Florida. But I, I don't think this. Uh, I, I don't think this team will show that very often. I mean, it could surprise me, Hill. Who knows? But as of now, I wouldn't think so. Well, thank you guys very much. I really enjoyed your show. Keep up the good content, and looking forward to baseball season. Thank you. All right, thank y'all. Look at that. We got a, had a baseball conversation without the elephant in the room getting Not brought a word. up. It was, it, was, it, was, it was nice. It was refreshing for a moment there. We'll do that for months. <laughs> well, occasionally. Not often. All right, so we're going to get you out of here before the uh, before the roads get bad? Uh, baseball media day is still scheduled for tomorrow, but with the weather, I, I don't know. Um, What's the forecast here for tomorrow? It's fine. It's just not getting over freezing until like noon. So that's what oh. I don't know what, what happens from that point. It's not raining tomorrow. It's just, is it warming up enough? Yeah, I think you're, and I think you're okay for a minute. But yeah, it's right there. It's really weird when you look at the radar. It, we're just like, yeah, we're gonna get it. I thought for a while it might stay north of Oxford, but it's not. Yeah, the I don't, I don't know. Roads, it doesn't get out until about two in the morning. Okay, so there's there's enough. Enough there to be a mess. Yeah. All right. Thanks to everybody for calling tonight. Really appreciate it. You guys carried the show. We owe you one. So uh, thank you. We will uh, put this up in podcast form tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday with another edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. We have uh, Ole Miss basketball 2.30 on Saturday at Florida. We'll get you some coverage from that. I'm working on some recruiting stuff on the 2023 class. I've got a lot of things not as notes and such. I've just got to put it in some something that makes it readable. I'll have 10 thoughts on uh, on Sunday as well. So enjoy the weekend. If you're in the snow and stuff, stay safe, be careful, and we will talk to you on Monday. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.